Alright y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. I'm your host, Dave Coker of Dave Mark Inc., proprietor and event planner and promoter, whatever you want to call me. I'm, I've been called everything. We said Jack Man about town, you know, man about town. I'm sitting here with my partner. Yep, this is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guy, black media specialist and all-around good guy. Okay, all right, all right. Hey, what's going on, brother? How Man, um, happy new year. Happy new year, um, happy new year. It seemed like it was a year ago since I seen you, right? Yeah, I, I, think I had to get that out first. It, 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 was, <laughs> it was last year. It was last year, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if you had any New Year's resolutions, but you know, hopefully all your, your goals for this year come true. Yeah, I'm not a big resolution guy, but I, I will always say um, the one thing that I always wish and hope for and want to see happen is that I get to say Happy New Year the next year. True. Yeah. True so that. That, that okay. that's if I get to do that, I'm good. See, know? and and I I thought you were gonna say your birthday because I know you're a big birthday uh, yeah. celebration. Yeah, type well, person. I hope to make it to that too. But you know, uh, the big you know, if I make it to next year this time, I'm good. So, um, did you do anything special? Nah, you you know, um, this was one of my. I feel like the older I get, the more quiet my New Year's get. So you know, yeah. it's just you know me. Um, we were at my my wife's family's house and. A lot of kids running around throwing confetti, <laughs> but um, other than that, that was it. What about you? Well, I was supposed to have been going to church um, Friday Friday night. We had something at my church, but I didn't make it there. But I ended up watching it online, so I was there in spirit. You know, it was a good service and everything. And other than that, just kind of watched Dick Clark and some of the other shows. I, you know, I mean, the shows were horrible this year. Oh, though, speaking man. of show, did you see your boy Don Lemon? Yeah, you know, I I kind of switched back and forth between Don was uh between Don and um uh, Andy, Andy Cohen Andy, yeah, Andy and Cohen. and Andy Cohen. You know, he he said some stuff that was just outrageous on that. Did show. you hear what Don Lemon said? What did Don say? I mean, unfortunately, um, I'm I'm looking at the, the disclaimer here. I've seen content, but when he was speaking to Lizzo, and Lizzo has said something like, "Oh, you know, my New Year resolution is to have no more no more broke D oh, in 2022." Yeah, yeah. So then Don said, "What did you say?" And she repeated it. Then Don Lemon, this all on CNN live TV. Yeah. Then Don Lemon repeated it. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, they the the hosts were kind of out of control. I don't know if you saw, you know, Molly Cyrus and Pete Davidson did a show that night yes. too. And yep. Molly was performing and lost her top. I, I saw that. It was just a wild night. <laughs> I mean, so, it, it so, was so, crazy. So if this is what we had to look forward in 2022, I don't know whether to be excited or scared. Yeah, it, it's 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 going to be. A, <laughs> I can't even get it out. It's going to be an interesting year, people. It's going to be an interesting year. And of course, we started just before the new year hit. We got the news after, you know, I don't know if any of you guys listened to our, our, um, Friday roundup show, the weekend roundup show, but we did, you know, we talked, uh, we kind of talked about some of the people that we lost over the past year. And just before the new year hit, we lost an icon, um, and, Somebody that everybody loved, and you know, she was just a fascinating person, Miss Betty White. And what's so funny about a person like Betty White is that she kind of affected people of all ages. I mean, because yeah. she's been around so and, long, and all a lot of different ethnicities. Yeah, too, that's cause, right. Because because black people love Betty White. They loved her because she was real. You know, she um she she didn't care who you were. She just had a relationship with everybody, and she kicked it with everybody, right. you know. And even all the way up until that night on Saturday Night Live played a show that she was on. She was the host of. She was getting ready to turn 90 on that show. Damn. 
and she had Jay Z as her musical performer, oh, and she handpicked Jay Z because oh, wow. they were good friends. Wow, you know, and um, so it was. Um, I watched that show, and she was off the chain on that show. She was, was she, she? Was, <laughs> she was off the chain. So, but that's what you loved about Betty White. Yeah. So, just want to say, you know, of course, we had just lost John Madden prior to that. So those were two iconic figures. So just wanted to say, you know, rest in peace, Betty White. Yep. And, uh, you know, Dave, I just want to throw something on the end of it that I, that I saw, too, is that, of course, she was 99. Yeah. Um, I don't know when her birthday was, but I think they said it was within four days of when no, she no, died. No, no, 17 days. Oh, 17 yeah, days. Yeah, so okay. 17 days. She was <laughs> she was turning 117 days. Mm-hmm. And I guess you saw the People magazine did you no, hear about I, what they no. did? Uh-uh. People, oh, they honored her with 100 days anyway? Yeah. They, okay. they, I, I well, they already put it out there. Uh, it, it because they said, that, they said that Betty White is turning 100. Right. And they had already put the magazine out, the cover out, and she didn't make it. Wow. So that's almost like the jinx. Cause don't they say the same yeah. thing about the Madden games? Like, yeah. <laughs> whoever on the cover. Well, that's the what they're saying is okay. that they jinxed her. Right. That's the running joke right now, that yeah. they jinxed her. But they said, but what it did is still keep people talking about her and, of course, the magazine. So Right. Out. And I, I did see her, her hometown is honoring her on her birthday. It's going to be considered Betty White Day in mm-hmm. that city. I, I I can't remember what city it was. But everybody, shit, I'm telling you, when I say everybody was crazy about this woman, I was watching James Corden's show last night, um, and I was just fooling around, and James Corden was talking about her, paying homage to her, and he pulls out this little replica car of a yellow, um, it was a yellow Jag. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, no, yellow Porsche. And he said that he was talking, he had met Betty White a while ago when he first, she was one of the first guests that he had on her, on his show, and they were talking and he was saying that he didn't know whether the show was going to make it or not in the past three years or whatever. And she said, look, the show will do well. You're going to do well. And he, she said, when the show gets to the third year, go out and buy yourself a yellow port. She gave him this car and said, you go out and buy a real one and drive it down Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> right. So, of course, the show has done well. He didn't buy the Porsche, though. He said he didn't think anyone, a real one, would ever replace the one that she gave wow. him. And, and he had put it on the table. So that was pretty cool, you know. So, But anyway, you know, like I said, you know, she affected everybody in so many different ways. So I just wanted to bring that up. So rest in peace, Miss Betty White. So we're going to get, to, uh, get started with today's show. And I think we're going to start it out talking about mental health. Now, I know that's a subject that's out there. See, like we're, it's in the news all the time anymore, right? Every, every day now. Every day now. Every day now. The reason I wanted to bring this up, I was talking to somebody, uh, and they were talking about their nephew. They were saying how their nephew had been, 14-year-old nephew had been going through some things and um, in school and peer pressure and so forth. And, you know, um, we, you know, you have small kids of your own. You I got do. school school kids of your own, school age kids of your own, and how it's, you know, nowadays between social media and being able to deal with the kids and the way they are with each other, interact with each other, apparently um, this kid was having trouble trying to fit in with the group of kids he wanted to fit in with, and he got into an altercation, to make a long story short, and supposedly stabbed one of the kids. Yeah, in, in school. Uh, outside on the ground. Okay. Um, so, of course, they're going through all the legal stuff now and whatever. But it was, he was under a lot of pressure. And he tried to talk to his his mother about it, but she just didn't take him serious. A lot of the, There was a lot of taunting, apparently, that the mother found out later on that was happening through social media. Social media right now is the root of all of this stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's like the best of times and the worst, and the of, worst times, of times. Right. All rolled up into one beautiful little package. Right. 
Because you have to pay attention to, especially the young people nowadays, because you got to watch their highs and their lows. I I did counseling for five years. Um, I used to, my degrees in psychology, um, the counseling I did, I used to work with troubled youth and their families. And I had to learn how you had to watch the highs and lows. Now, keep in mind, when I did this, there was no social media. Right. So it made it a little easier for me to kind of pinpoint on the issues and the problems that these kids were having just by having simple talks with them and being able to get them to open up. But with social media now, as the influencer, a lot of them won't do that. Because they kind of a lot of them won't open up. They won't open up okay. because their own their world is what they see on that computer, right. that laptop, that right. phone. That's their world. And, and it's probably like parents don't understand. And that's exactly you know? what it is. But the people that they deal with online, or the people they trust, or the people that are online, you know, that that word influencer. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago about the influencers and how the influencers have taken over the game now. This is where the so this is where all the mental issues come in because if somebody is on a computer or on your phone telling you this is what you do, this is how you do it, this is what's going to make you famous. Hey, that's what a lot of people tend to listen to and that's what they try to do. They try to emulate this person. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So you, you know I I I guess, you know, my whole thing or my whole question is, you know, I think it's hard because, you know, even with my kids, if they have problems or they're going through situations, they're more likely to talk to their friends about it, right. you know, kind of share their information with their friends than with their parents. Right. And when, when I was a kid and probably when we were kids, you know, the same thing probably happened. So, you know, what makes, you know, is it just the you know, the accessibility of, you know, all these different interactions that they get on social media that, you know, like, I guess my thing is what makes it different from when we were kids? So, and, and, you know, I only say that in terms of, okay, when we were kids, we were probably outside all the time. We were around a whole bunch of kids, you know, good and bad. Now these kids are on social media. I mean, of course those levels have been elevated because now they can go national but, you know, wh where does that difference kind of come where is it that we had certain coping skills that they don't have? And is that the parents' fault or do do you believe that all still kind of stems from social media? I think I think it's a little bit of both. Um, parenting nowadays is not parenting 30 years ago, 40 years ago, even 20 years ago. It's not the same. Sure, I may, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe even 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah, well, 10 years ago, too. I mean, it's ever-changing. The parenting has been taken over by electronic devices. Yeah. Okay, that's where the parenting is being done. These kids basically are living in two worlds, the gaming world and then the social media influencing type world, okay, the TikTok and the Instagram and all of those type of sites, um, Twitter and all these type of sites are influencing them and they spend most of their time when they're in the gaming world. If you look at the games that most of these kids are playing, well, the, the violent ones, they're mostly violent games, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, the top, when you look at the popular games, they all got, they're making movies and TV series. There's a, one of the most popular games. The last right. 10 years have been Halo. Mm -hmm. Now they got a series called Halo. Oh, wow. Okay. And you I know, know Call of Duty. My, my, my brother played that faithfully. Yeah. See, and that's what I'm talking about. So they made it okay to play these games. And, and, and they can relate so much to the players and the people in these games. That's why you can have a kid walking around Wisconsin with a gun. AK-47. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Talking with, about trying and, me. Yeah. And, and there you go. That's why you can do that. And nobody would blink an eye at it. Or the people who should be blinking an right. eye at it. So um, this is where we are. When you look at um, how it affects everybody, I know if I was a parent now, um, excuse me, I got to sniff it. Uh, if I was a parent now, 
um, who had to raise, I say, ten year olds and eleven year olds. I know your your yep. kids are in that range. Yep. With the same thinking that I have, it'd be hard for me. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, because when I when my kids came up, the way I raised my kids, you know, it's a different, you know, it's a different way of raising the kids that you have now. Now I came, my kids came up doing the the video game, right? Because they had all the Nintendos, but they, you know, the, the games weren't as violent. No, they wasn't, and we wouldn't. But even with the games that were more violent, we wouldn't let them play those games, right? You know. We had a lot of Mario Kart stuff in there. Yeah, we had a lot of Mario, Mario games Brothers. and all that kind of stuff in the house, you know. Um, uh, you know, the, what what was the uh, the Wanda game? Uh, no, um, Wanda. Yeah, um, Wanda. Wanda. Uh, no, no. Clue. You don't remember that? Nah, I don't. Okay. You, I was about to say you, you, you probably had the premium game. Yeah, yeah, we had that. Of course, Donkey Kong and those games. Right. You know, we look. Let me tell you, it, it's a lot of the games that we had. Well, Sonic was a big thing yeah. in our house, you know. So kids love Sonic. So, um, but now these games, like you said, Call of Duty, all these other games now, Halo, and all these games now, they're they're, it's a whole different story now. So, the mental the mental aspect. The reason I wanted to talk a little bit about this because we see how it's affecting. Not only are young people, but look at the adults that are considered, you know, young, the 20 to 30-year-old set. You know, we're looking at some of our athletes. We saw what happened in the Olympics this year with Simone Biles. We talked, we touched on this a week or so ago and everything that she went through because when she said that she was dealing with some mental things, Everybody kind of gave her a hard time about it because they didn't believe her. Yeah, they did. Because they thought she was copping out of performing. Right. Okay, and that's the way it looked because we had never seen this this woman not go out there and be dominant. Right. But, you you know, I can say from the very beginning, and I, I can't remember when she mentioned about certain things, but... She she didn't look like she had that confidence. So it's like a, as soon as she mentioned it, you know, my thought was like, okay, like, something's going on. Yeah, yeah, something's going on. You've something's done a great on. job. Like a um, majority of America is super proud of you. You know, anyone, you know, black women are proud of you. So like, if you need to take that time out, take that time out. Well, I'm I'm gonna say this because I watched in the very beginning. I watched um um from. The very beginning, I watched the 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 um, Olympic trials for for the gymnastics. I watched that, and I remember watching them, the U.S. team, and I'm right. watching her. She wasn't really all that great in the Olympic trials. No, because she uh, like fumbled on the yes. balance beam. Yes, she or, did. It, it was something one of those yeah. events. But because she won the all around, mm-hmm. you know, and so forth. But she wasn't she she wasn't on her game there either. Right. You know. And when you look at her, um, Naomi Osaka, another one who I've watched her from the moment she beat Serena Williams in the U.S. Open a few years back. The way that she handled herself after she realized that she was not the popular person right. at that tournament. Of course, everybody wanted Serena to win. Right. And she beat Serena. And people were not happy. And I felt bad for her because I was sitting there watching her. And she held it together. But she knew that she was not the popular person there. And she cried. And she was just totally defeated that day. Even though she won. Mm-hmm. How could you just win the biggest match of your career I and know. feel like people hate you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. But, you know, I also think, well, you know, I, I, I think the mental health is hard because, you know, even when I think back to like when we were kids, okay, certain kids will get in trouble and they start crying. Other kids get in trouble and it's like, I mean, you know, no cry. Some kids get in trouble and be like, just give me my spanking. You know, so it's like the the different levels and, you know, even with the mental health, I, I won't say I understand the other people's point of view, but I can understand maybe their ignorance 
because, you know, a lot of people, if I can't see it, then I can't quantify it. How do I know it exists? So it's kind of like, okay, if Simone Biles looks fine, she's talking fine, you know, but she pulls out, you know, so I, I, I think their ignorance and, you know, I, I would probably say, and I mean, of course, you're, you're probably a, a mental health professional semi, mm-hmm. but, you know, for people who have never been directly related to somebody with mental health or experienced stuff themselves, you know, they, they just can't understand. That's that's true. They can't understand, and there's no way for them to understand. I was listening to what you just said, and I go back, just maybe think about how, you remember, you're talking about when a kid, uh, remember back when kids got spankings or whatever? You uh, yes, spanking I, yes, or whatever. yes, I do. But do, do you ever remember watching, you know, seeing a kid get a spanking and not react? Yes. And you say to yourself, Okay, because you know if that was you, you're gonna react, you know. Be, you well, know. Well, well, you know what? I try not to react, but you know, at at a thir- at a certain pain threshold. <laughs> yeah, you, you but know, there's I, a pain think, threshold yes. and an emotional threat right. uh, threshold I, I too, where like you suffering. realize that you messed up, and the pain. That's a combination thing that causes you to to scream or holler or start crying, whatever the case may be, even though you try not to because you don't want to give the parent satisfaction. And if anybody's watching, you don't want to give them satisfaction of being able to see. Yeah, but exactly. that one child or that kid that didn't react and didn't, you'd be like, okay, he is getting hit. Right. Okay. And so that particular child, you would say later on, there's something wrong with that person. Yeah. Okay. So, so if I can, take, you know where I'm going with that, right? So, but if I can take it another place, so of course you, you know what it makes me think of right off the bat. Okay. Roots. Okay. Kunduk. And now, I, I mean, okay. that's a little bit different. It's a movie. A little bit different. But, but, but you talking about when you got the when yeah, was, because you know he has so much determination, perseverance, maybe a little bit of mental too. I was going to say there was some <laughs> mental going yeah, on. I mean, d- definitely. Because some they had them all messed up. Yeah. Up here. And and I, I mean I. And that's agree. a good example. I like that you brought yeah, that you know, up. Yeah, you know, I do agree. Almost like a mind control thing where, so kind of like, you know, even you and I, when we go through certain situations, we, maybe this is a men thing too. And I, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. You had to qualify that. Right, folks. right. So, yeah. when, when I'm, but I mean, I know there are a lot of women out there, but I would just say it's for men because I feel like men usually. And, and, and if you are out like, there, people, women and men, make sure you comment. If yeah. you, if you like, if you, if you feeling what we're saying or want to interject, put your comments out there in the, in the field on, um, on our, um, while we're talking and we can, we can respond back. Right. To you. So, you know, I'm just going to say this, you know, a lot of times when we're going through tough situations, we don't want to show people that we're weak. We want to sure. maintain that strong image. So when I think about Kunta Kinte, when I think about those kids who don't cry, um, and I, I'll, I'll take it back. My son, I had a situation where this was years ago when he was little, and um, I think I gave – it wasn't a real spanking, but it was mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And he was – he stiffed up, and not to, like, you know, say anything, <laughs> <laughs> but he stiffed up to resist – The pain. Yeah, to resist the pain. Mm. And it kind of made me feel weird because, you know, like, you know, of course, as, as a parent, when you're disciplining, you want them to feel you want some them type to of discipline. Feel, yeah. And yeah. when he didn't, it kind of threw me off. And, you know, it's one thing, okay, do you beat them harder or do you just stop? And see, and that's where the issue comes into play. Because <laughs> if right. you go harder yeah, and they resist even more. Yep. Then it's almost that tipping yeah, point in their mind. Yeah, too. there you go. And then yours, too. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, what do I do now? Right. Okay, so yeah, and 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 of course, nowadays there's something there's a word that you're not supposed to say about your kids because they tell you um, it's just like the R word, you know, you're not supposed to say right. you know the word I'm talking yes. about, you know, when when a kid is considered slow or or not up to speed as the rest of the kids, you know, it used to be that word was put out there a lot in the past, but now you can't say it. Right. But you're also not supposed to say bad. A kid is bad. Okay. So I've not heard that. That is a derogatory thing towards a kid. And if you start that, think about it. If you say at a young age to a kid, you're bad, or they're hearing it from family members or whatever, you're bad, or that kid is bad. 
Well, as they get older, they start to take on the characteristic of what they think bad is. Right. And become that that job. Okay? So you have to be careful in saying that to a kid. You're bad. You don't listen. You know, you're going to turn, you're going to be a, you're going to be, end up in jail. You're going to end up right. here. You're going to end up dead. That's what happens a lot with a lot of these kids. Yeah, and, and I agree. You know, I was just thinking, and I, I was kind of going with what you said, you know, teachers. So, you know, I think you can either accept that role, you know, whatever people, well, I guess, yeah, you accept that role. Because, you know, I always think about teachers telling kids, you're never going to be anything. You're never going to go nowhere. Right. You know, and, you know, there are a lot of kids who own that, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's always funny because um, I can't remember if it was Kevin Hart or somebody, but I was listening to somebody recently. Yeah, that said that. Yeah. And yeah, they're like, yeah. you know. I was just thinking that as you were talking yeah. about it. I remember, I can't remember who it was. Was it Kevin Hart? I feel like it was, but it was, yeah. it was somebody yeah. recently and they were just saying, you know, when I was little, you know, they said I wouldn't be anything. And they said, I want to thank that person, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, it's 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 amazing when you think about it. Um, now, there are some times that, especially when it comes to teachers, they can recognize, you know, who's going to make it and who's not, you know. So I will, you know, teachers, especially ones who are invested in who you right, are. Exactly. The, the they ones know. Who care. They know. And, and a lot of times they'll try to do all they can to try to help you. But when you look at these situations, and I'm going to throw um, – Another name in there, uh, Shikori Walker, the, the, uh, the track, the young lady. Oh, um, Shikari. Shikari, uh, that runs the, uh, sprints for the USA team and it got, was, uh, dismissed from the team, um, because of the, you know, when she was, um, she was, she made the Olympic team, but it got dismissed because of the, uh, Richardson, Shikori Richardson, that's her name. And, um, she, um, had tested positive for smoking marijuana before the Olympic uh, trial final race. And so she didn't get a chance to run in the Olympics. I don't know if anybody's seen this girl run. Um, and she's extremely talented. But if you listen to her talk, she has some issues. And you could tell, and, and she was raised in the foster, pro, you know, she was on, in foster care and, you know, and so, you know, if you listen to her, this t- this child has some issues, and and she definitely needs, you know, to have somebody positive around her to keep her on track because she has all kinds of talent. But you know, but anytime she's lost, she mm-hmm. tries to put it on other stuff right. instead of owning up to the fact that she lost that race because nobody's running it but her. Yeah, you know, so. There's a lot that goes into it. If you make it to the track, then you have to perform. You know, if you don't perform, you can't blame it on anybody else but yourself. Yeah, and I mean, track is an individual sport. It's an individual so it's sport. Like, you know, you you ain't got nobody. The only time that it's not individual when you're running that relay yep. race, and even that, you got to still hold up your end of that race. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's what gets a lot of them in trouble because they're not they're not holding up their end of the race. So. We have to make sure that um, everybody comes into play when it comes to this whole mental thing. One of the reasons I wanted to talk about this, because I don't know if everybody was aware. Well, I don't know how you couldn't be, because unless you were under a rock. Mr. Antonio Brown. Now, this guy is a wide receiver. Well, he was (laughs) a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This guy has had an awesome football career. He played for Pittsburgh for a number of years. So a lot of people who are Pittsburgh Steelers fans definitely know who he is. But he's bounced around since he left Pittsburgh, and he's been with um, – he was with New England. He was with the Raiders. Tampa Bay was his last stop. And this guy has some serious issues. He is, um, he's had a chance to, well, first of all, his career has been good enough for him to be a Hall of Famer. He's that good. But I don't know if anybody saw the video from the game this weekend where he just abruptly gets up off the bench, 
pulls off his pads and everything. Now, before he does this, you can see two of his teammates come over to him, try to talk to him, and he's not hearing, want to hear anything they got to say. And he pulls off his pads, he throws them up on the bench, he has a t-shirt on, he pulls his t-shirt off. Now, this is in, in, this was a game against the New York Jets, so they were actually in North Jersey at the stadium up there. <laughs> it was not warm that day, right. okay? And he takes off his, his jersey and his t-shirt, and he runs off the field with just a bare chested and his and his pants on. And he, he runs across And he the runs end across zone. To, right. and he goes to not not the side that has most of the Bucks fans on it, but the side that all the Jets fans, he's doing little jumping jacks and saying goodbye and everything, and he runs into the tunnel. Now what's what makes this story so even biz, more bizarre is that this guy had a chance to make a million dollars in bonuses. All he had to do was catch eight more passes, get 55 yards, and score a touchdown, and he would have got a million dollars. So if I can throw a devil's advocate in there, some of these people are getting paid so much money that money is not what motivates them. You know, and, and Money I, motivates this guy, though, because okay. that's what it's all been about since he left Pittsburgh. That's all it's been about is money. Gotcha. And then, you know, and I just say in terms like, you know, like I, I hear a lot of a lot, a lot of athletes passing up opportunity or passing up money. Especially these days. Or, you know, I mean, these days, I mean, like, okay, Dave, how, how much do you think? You remember we were talking about the, the WNBA player? Yeah. Now, if they got a million dollars thrown at them, I guarantee ain't no, no shirts. way. I guarantee ain't no shirts coming home. Nope. Right? No way. Now, so how, how much do you think Antonio Brown – what do, you, what do you think his salary? Well, his base salary for this year was only a million dollars. Oh, that's it. Okay. That's why so the this incentive, was a bonus. This was incentive okay. money, you know, bonuses and everything. His base salary was a million dollars, and then they get a check, a play, they get check for um, for playoffs, depending on how far they go in the playoffs. And then if they make it to the Super Bowl again, they get a check for that Super Bowl game. So he had a chance to make you know some decent money this year, but. He's still one of the top receivers in the league, but the guy's such a head case, he'd probably never play for another team again. You uh, you don't think anybody will pick him up? No. No. I, I just think that he probably said goodbye to the NFL with that move. Gotcha. Um, keep in mind, the only reason he was on this team because Tom Brady went to went to bat for him. Tom, you know, he was living in Tom Brady's house. Oh, I didn't know that. Tom Brady said to the team, to the coach that I will be responsible for. So now you'd have made a fool of Tom Brady and the whole Buck organization. So let me ask this question. Right. Um, and, and I just say, cause I know there's probably a lot of these occurrences in sports where how do you tell the difference between like a mental health issue, which Antonio Brown may have had. Right. And somebody who's maybe just, and I'll just say like a spoiled brat. Well, he's both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way, there's no way of getting around it. He is both guys because I don't know if you ever seen any of this. When he was in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh had just won the Super Bowl. The coach is talking to them about all this stuff, private stuff. This guy's in the locker room filming. He's got a cell phone and he's filming while these guys are in the locker room walking around. The coach is talking. He's supposed to be paying attention to the coach. He's he's up there doing Instagram live. Wow. You know, I mean, this is the kind of guy he is. Um, let he, you know, it's everybody's talking about it. The guy needs help, and when you look at when you look at everything that happened on Sunday, a lot of the people are saying he clearly needs help. Help um, for him to walk away. Now he, now he said that he was hurt when the coach came over to him and put him. The coach said that he went over to put him in the game, and he told the coach he was hurt and he didn't want to go back in the game because he was hurt. So the coach said something else to him. He said, no, I don't want to go in the game. And the little thing was exchanged. 
and that's when he got mad. Of course, now he's saying that's not what happened. He's saying that the coach benched him and wouldn't put him in the game to keep him from getting his money. And do do you believe that? Part of that could be true. I'll tell you why. This is the same guy that lied and said. Oh, the vaccination card? Yes. Okay. He got, he was suspended for three games because that incentive, people would have already met those incentives if he hadn't got suspended for having a fake vaccination card. So that's why you find it so hard to find him credible with this kind of stuff because if he hadn't pulled all the stuff that he's pulled, and believe me, he's got a rap sheet. If if he hadn't pulled all the stuff he's pulled since he left Pittsburgh, we probably would would sympathize uh, sympathize with him a little bit more than we are. Okay, but because he's done a lot of the stuff that he's done, plus he's 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 been had issues with women. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy, man. So, it really is. So it's just time for him to wrap it up. It's time for him to go, just wrap it up and go away. He's probably heard his chances to get in the Hall of Fame now. You know, I mean, if they go by record alone, he has he 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 was a great enough wide receiver. Even after, I tell you how good this guy is. He didn't play for four weeks. He came back last week, played his first game before, not this past Sunday, the Sunday before. Played his first game and had over 100 yards and received. Oh, wow. And a touchdown. And hadn't played in four weeks. That's how good this guy is. Okay? So, the talent is definitely there. The issue is, where's the mind? Right. Because it's not there. Okay? So, this is, you know, so I'm on my soapbox, guys, about the whole mental health thing because it keeps coming up. Every time I... You know, I look around, there's something, somebody talking about mental health. And I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to see what you guys thought. Um, if you have any comments, feel free to put it in our comment. You are listening to Dave and Len, um, News and Trends with Dave and Len. And so just make sure that you put it out there if you have any thoughts or whatever the case may be, especially about the mental health issue, because that is something that we definitely need to pay attention to. Yep. So, Dave, let, let me ask you one last question on your thoughts. Do you think that these um, professional sports teams need to do a better job of monitoring the mental health of their players, or do you think they're even doing anything at all? Well, they are. They have they have people that are assigned okay. to the team. Gotcha. They have people that are there, but, of course, it's up to the player to tell them what they need to tell them. Right, right. I mean, you got to seek those people out. And, I mean, and, and I'm sure if certain players were to be honest with them, it'd probably take them out of the game. True, true. So, you and know, they, they probably what, don't want to lose any money over it. What person wants to tell somebody they're... Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they're getting paid millions yeah, of dollars right. a year. Hey, I got this issue. I got this. It's just like a person walking up and saying if they're gay or not. You know, that's that's something that... That's why, you know, there's a lot of gay players in the league. But you're not going to know about it because it's, so far it's only been one that came out right. that's in the league right now. But we know there's more than one. Okay? So just think about that. I'm going to move on and stay in the sports arena. Of course, I got to talk about my Eagles. The, the who? The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. That's who I'm talking about right now. So the Eagles – Fooled around <laughs> and got in the playoffs this weekend, y'all. Nobody saw that coming. It was only a few weeks ago. I was trying to figure out what in the world they were doing, and they didn't fooled around and got into the playoffs this season with a brand-new coach, brand-new defensive coordinator, and with a brand-new quarterback. So I want to give my hats to, off to the Eagles. They played Dallas this week. You know, that team that I don't like to talk about, they played Dallas this week. I don't know how that's going to go because the Eagles are already in the playoffs. Dallas is already in the playoffs. We don't know if they're going to play their starters or not. But the Eagles just found out that 12 of their players have COVID, tested positive for COVID yesterday. So we don't know how many of them are going to be available for the game. But – it doesn't matter. 
Um, the way I look at it, the Eagles will be in the playoffs, and that's all that matters. So hats off to the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. All you Dallas haters out there, didn't you guys lose this weekend? That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right. But anyway. Uh, yep. So it, if you're a Dallas fan, make sure you comment in the comments for uh, you know any questions yeah. you have for Don't worry. Today. I got I, I got answers for you. All you got to do is put your questions out there. I got answers for you, you know. Um, I was on social media this weekend, and I have a couple friends that are big-time Dallas fans, and they stay on social media. I ain't see any comments from Dallas fans until about 7 or 8 o'clock that night after the Dallas loss. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So, um, you know, moving along, uh, you know, a- after the Eagles, go Eagles. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the stories I want to kind of talk about today, too, was, and, you know, th- this kind of goes in what we were talking about uh, towards the beginning of the show. But <clears throat> so, you know, we're, we're familiar with um, Devon Franklin and Megan Good announcing that they're splitting. And, you know, I think a lot of people were confused by it because, Right after they announced that they were going to be splitting, um, Devon Franklin stated something similar to, um, you know, Megan Good is my best friend and I love her with all my heart, which is confusing to people why they're splitting. But, you know, over the New Year's, he posted a message on social media and I'm, I'm not going to read all of it. But, you know, one of the things he was talking about was instead of, you know, a lot of people for the New Year's, of course, is Happy New Year's, Happy New Year's. So, you know, part of his message was saying not necessarily happy New Year's, but happy, true, happy, true, T-R-U-E year, basically saying, you know, being true to yourself. Now, when he posted this, when I first saw this picture, Dave, I didn't know who this was. That does not look like him. Yep. So, like, um, the the way his face looks in this picture, to be honest, I thought it was someone who had been beaten up. Like I, like, I thought it was someone who had been beaten up by the cops. I didn't know. But, you know, it was just a, you know, he was really expressing his feelings. Um, part of this says that last year he struggled with feelings that um, he did not do enough last year. Um, so I personally take that to mean he did not do enough in his relationship. Um, he also says that, you know, he is not enough. So he must do more. And, you know, so it kind of made me think, you know, um, I think it's the Michael Bayesden book, Men Cry in the Dark. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's funny. So on social media, and this was probably about a year ago, maybe even a a little over a year ago, um, I saw a post, which I reposted on my page, National Black Guide. Mm -hmm. And the post was saying men, it was it was directed towards men and said men. When you need somebody to talk to, like who can you talk to? And Dave, I was I was astounded by what people were saying. A lot of people said nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, a few people said their spouse. A few people said, you know, some of their close, you know, homeboys or whatever. But a lot of men said that they don't have anybody to really talk to. And, you know, I kind of felt that, too, because, you know, th- there's certain time when, you know, I think women have such a good support system, women always in the group chat, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I feel like men and I don't know if it's something that we kind of grew up with where, you know, men don't cry, men don't show weakness, where because of those issues that we feel like we don't have anybody to talk to. So, you know, I definitely get your, your perspective on it because, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about some stuff. But I can say if I'm matching up to, and I'll just say my wife, you know, my support system is is so much smaller than hers. And I would like to think that's just general between men and women. But, you know, I I get your thoughts on it as well. Well, I, I will say this. I'll start out by saying this. I've always felt that way from, well, I should say, I felt that way for most of my life that, um, I had no one to really share those thoughts with. Okay. The reason, um, the reason for that is I've always been that go-to person. I was always the 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 listener and I was always the listener Mm -hmm. and the person with all the answers. Um, 
the psychology thing didn't come to me because I just chose to go into that field or, or chose to major in it. I used to be that kid that people used to talk to when I was a kid and I was always the best friend or, or, you know, everybody's best friend, or even if it was a young lady that I had a little crush on or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. I always ended up being her best friend. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because she could tell me anything. Right. But if I tried to say, well, I really like you for myself. Yeah. They were not interested in me gotcha. that way. You know, they just, they loved me as a friend. Yeah. So basically you were in the friend zone. I was always in the friend zone as a kid. So, um, now what about as a, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not going there with that foolishness with him. Um, I just say now, when I look at it, you know, men tend to be more um, private with their stuff. Um, it's just a natural, a natural thing, because the guys who are talkers and the guys who do share have have are are considered to be emotional type guys, are also those guys that you always will say. Or drama queens, right. or whatever the case may be, you know, or drama kings, or Wine a little or, bit of both, right. or yeah, a little all, bit of both, yeah, you know, that. so, so, or, or somebody that whines or whatever. You know, I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial here, but I'm going to say something. You know, I, I, I had a person say to me that they met this guy. The guy was 55 years old, never married, no kids. And they said, you know, they started telling me a little bit about the guy. And I started laughing. And they said, well, why are you laughing? And I said, you really want my answer to that? I'm going to tell you this. Run. Because there's something going on with that guy. So they said, well, how do you know? You haven't met this guy and so forth and so forth. I said, well, how long you guys been hanging out? And she said, well, we've been seeing each other for about a month now. I said, how's everything going? She said, so far, everything's well. I said, but have you gotten into his life yet? Meaning, have you been, have you been right, in his, his home friends, or have family. you been around his friends? Have you met any of his family? No. I said, okay. I said, so the conversations that you've had, how deep have they been? And she just got quiet. She said, well, not very deep. I said, have you done more talking about yourself than he has? And she said, yes. And I said, well, how do you think I know all of this stuff? And she said, well, what are you trying to imply? I said, well, you need to find out a little bit more about him and to find out about the things I just mentioned. Because I guarantee you there's a story there. So she started doing some digging, trying to get answers out of him, and he wouldn't budge. He so, wouldn't. so he would refuse. He to he just kind of avoided like answering the question, and so she said, "You know, I try to get some answers out of him, and he's not answering these questions." I said, "Well, what are you asking?" She said, "I'm just asking about past relationships. Um, does he did he want kids? Why didn't he have kids? He won't talk about any of that stuff." Yeah, red red flag right there. Right, and I said to her, remember what I said to you in the beginning, right? And she started laughing. She said, okay, all right, I'm listening, I'm listening. And as things went on, she started noticing other things. And I said, do you see what I'm talking about now? I said, it's usually, if it, we have to pay attention to the things that are being said and, and listen to the things that are not being said. Right. So, Mr. Franklin... He he's being honest. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know, and I think there's more to him than meets the eye too. Now I know he's a pastor. I know he's a Seven Day Adventist pastor, and I know some things about Seven Day Adventist because I was in that church for a long time, Seven Day Adventist church. And he's a little more progressive than most of the pastors are in that church. And so, and for him to marry somebody like Megan Good, definitely put him outside the box of most pastors in that in that whole denomination so i'm just letting you know there's some other stuff going on with yeah that. You, you know i definitely like so like the first thing that kind of came to my mind is did when when he got with megan mm-hmm. was there a certain base 
that he lost. Now, I'm sure Megan probably. She might have lifted him up. Yeah, she might have lifted him up, but I'm sure there are certain people who, you know, because, you know, I feel like all the progressive pastors, as they progress, they gain a following and they kind of lose a following, mm-hmm. too. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Megan's world was, you know, probably totally different than his. Definitely. And, you know, them two worlds meeting, and he still has to re- represent, you know, a certain image, and she can kind of do what she want to do. Look. Did, did it look like that Megan stopped doing what she was doing when they got married? Because she was still making films. She right. was still being that Megan Fox that we've always seen her to be. Right. Uh, still dressing the same way. Yeah, she, she was. Yeah, still dressing the same way. Still playing so the same He role. couldn't make her first lady the right. way that we traditionally look at first ladies, right? So he had to be progressive. He, he probably had to come too much out of his box in order to stay with her. Right. And that's probably what he's talking about there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know. Yeah, so he's got to stay true to himself. Right. Whatever that truth may be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so you know, I, I just wanted to bring it up real quick because when I saw it, it just kind of made me think of the whole. And the, the reason why I said it is because some of the comments were saying he was soft, he's a simp. And, but it's like, you know, at the same time, like, okay, men have feelings. You know, men, men need... Even if, if they consider him a simp, when something's going on, you want to talk to somebody, no matter who you are. That's true. And and especially and depending on what it is that you have to talk about. Like I said, it sounds like he has some stuff to tell. Yeah, yeah. So we, we um we I'm gotta, sure they, I'm we, sure I'm sure we won't hear the end of this. We gotta wait for one of them power sermons where he he just starts, you know, paraphrasing. Yeah, because you know some out. some some of these sermons, these guys get on their pulpit and oh, they yeah. start telling all kinds they, of they stuff, do. you know. And I wouldn't be surprised if something comes out that says, um, "Oh, <laughs> like, oh, that that's there what happened. Go. Oh, there he, he's go. talking about Megan. Yeah, right there, there you go. There you go. All right, so um, you know, with that said, we'll go ahead and move on. Um, I would also like to recognize this past week, um, the last surviving mother of the Birmingham church bombing died at 93. Her name was Maxine McNair. Um, for those who are not familiar, in 19, September 15th, 1963, at the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, there were a group of Klansmen who basically stuck 19 sticks of dynamite under the uh, church steps on the side of the building. Um, of course, through that explosion, four young girls were killed. I think they were all under, you know, 13 years old. Um, so this was the, the, the last living mother of one of those four children. And, you know, the, um, when I saw the story, the reason why it kind of resonated with me is because I was in Alabama and I was in Birmingham and my wife and I, we went to the, um, and I should have looked up the name, but we went to their, I guess, their Black History Museum. So I'm in the museum, and I'm looking at the pictures on the wall. I'm reading the information about the church bombing, and I feel like I heard about it, but, you know, I wasn't, you know, up on it. As I'm reading, there's a window that's, um, you know, kind of like right next to where these plaques are on the wall. So I'm reading it, looking at the church, looking out the window, and I'm like, I'm like, hold on. This is the church right across the street. So their um their cultural center or their I, I can't remember what it is, their their museum is right across the street from the church where, you know, that was bombing, which kinda you know, even makes it closer together. But, you know, one of the main things I remember from, you know, going to uh that museum was uh one of the articles that they had posted up said that there were so many bombings in Birmingham that the nickname for Birmingham was Bombingham. And wow. I and, and I was just like, damn. So not only was there the church, um, so the Birmingham Airport is named after, um, and I, I should have looked it up, uh, Shuttlesworth. Oh, really? Yep. So their mm-hmm. airport is named after, I think it's, is it Paul? I, I think that's right. Okay. I, yeah. Yep. But um, they said you know they also had a couple pastors' houses who are also bombed. Yes, that's true. And yeah. I, you know, to me it was just amazing because you know we think about it now, like I can't think of the last time that you know I heard of someone setting dynamite, you know, somewhere purposely kill somebody in America. 
but you know just the way like you know I, I definitely commend anyone like those civil rights leaders and community leaders at the time because you know like we think we're risking our lives to do certain stuff and I mean some of us are but you know definitely that was a whole nother level of risking your lives and being targeted you know um, you know by those situations so I just kind of wanted to bring it up bring some recognition to that situation because the 16th Street Church bombing wasn't something that I was super familiar with but going through the the memorial the the museum was very informative very sad but you know definitely a, you know a great experience as well well one thing I could say about it now that happened in 1963 I was three years old at the time because I was brought up in schools that were considered black schools I did know about the bombing. It was something. Uh, um, it was something that we were taught about, and so I think the first time I remember hearing about it was probably first, first or second grade, and I remember my mother talking about it as well. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I know that we have to um, always make sure that we are listening and paying attention to these type of things. Now here it is. This woman, Miss McNair, was 93 years old. She lived all this time. Right. But keep in mind, she had to keep those memories in her mind. Now she probably would, you would, she should be somebody we all know. I would have, if I had met her, I'd probably be sitting in front of her, hands folded, right. and everything everything she had to say, I wanted to hear. Because she's somebody that survived that whole thing and so forth. And it's a shame that these type of people, we don't really hear about them till they pass. Yeah, very true. You know, so, um, yes, I'm so glad that you brought her up. She definitely does deserve to be mentioned. Um, anytime I see a movie that has to deal with back during that time, that's one of the things that's always mentioned is when that, the bombings happen, uh, especially during the civil rights movement and so forth. And um, I think, what was the movie? Uh, Thurgood, about Thurgood Marshall? Thurgood. With the, that was uh, it was Chad mentioned Wibosel. yeah yeah it was definitely mentioned in that movie about that whole thing so um uh we have to make sure folks that our history is talked about if you listen to our last show we were we talked about that in our last show we have to the things that we don't know we need to find out about and the things we know a little bit about or we might have heard about we need mm -hmm. to do the research and get them to the forefront of our minds because if we're not telling people, that's why every time you listen to one of our shows, we're going to be informative about right. something. If we're not telling people, not just us, but if you're as parents or as people who are in the know, if you're not telling people, then it's going to die out. It's going to go away. It's going to dissipate and nobody will ever know. Okay. And that's what happened with some of the stories we talked about last week. A story like this, I'm sure, should have been covered. Every news media should have been talking about this lady. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I will say there were a lot of people okay. talking about it. So, you know, it, it definitely did get some good coverage. Um, here, just looking at the article, so there were four men that were convicted. Two of the men were, were just convicted in 2001. Yeah, just happened recently. I know. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's so crazy that this happened in, what, 1963? Yeah. And they're just getting convicted yeah. 40 years later. Yeah, 40 years later. Yeah, you know, that was so, a big controversy. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. that, that's definitely. Um, here in the article from um, AL.com, it also says that in 2002, Villanova University right here in Pennsylvania created a scholarship to honor the daughter Denise McNair, so okay. that's something I did not know, yeah. and I'm, I'm curious how that connection came about. But um, you know, definitely good. Well, to she know was very well. big on education, apparently. Right. So that's that's good. Um, 
guys, we got it. We got to stay woke. You know, I hate to use that that phrase. <laughs> I know it's something that's been overused, and but it is a cliche that works. Uh, we have to stay woke. You can always count on on me and Len always bringing up stuff that's going to make you pay attention. It's something that you know we're we're actually going to make sure that we do as much as possible is bringing this type of stuff out there and putting it out there so that you are aware of the things that you need to know. Okay. Yep. And then the last thing, and I'm just going to go quickly to it. So um, this past week, there was a story of a guy who was um, shopping in a convenience store and he had a seizure hmm. while in the store. Wow. So while he was having the seizure, the um i guess the store clerk instead of helping this man out he came and started basically beating him with the belt and you know so this kind of made me think of okay first of all why would he do that and i, I mean was that that wasn't even a belt was it wasn't that um, some type of stick or something yeah so it was either a sticker or a belt i'm, I'm trying it almost, to... you know what it kind of reminded me of one of those clubs that the police use yeah oh like a billy club yeah yeah, so, you know, kind of looking at it, it just kind of made me think of, okay, if this guy is, you know, in need, okay, yeah, so yeah, that's it's definitely that's, some that's, type of yeah, stick. Yeah, it might be a cane. Or something. Yeah. But, you know, it just kind of made me think of, okay, so, you know, for stuff like this to happen, and, you know, um, so we watched the video right before getting on here, but, you know, it just kind of looked like he was almost taunting him at the same time. Like, clearly... Why are you beating someone who's not not even trying to defend themselves? He was, and folks, if you look at the video, um, if you and if you want to search for it, it says the headline says shocking video shows clerk 68 beatings 56 year old black customer having a seizure. So the guy's standing there and he's having a seizure. The guy is just—it almost looks like this video is not real, just by right. because the cadence, yeah. the cadence that the guy who's hitting him is kind of like stop and go. Right. You know, anybody ever see uh, going to a circus and you got the tigers and everything, and you see the guy with the whip and he's snapping at the tigers, telling them to get up on the post. This is the way the guy's hitting him. Right. And and. With that said, he, he's hitting them in the thighs, knees, and like lower right, legs. Right, in the in, below the hip. He's the, hitting them below the hip. The 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 black man is not even defending himself. He he looks like he's kind of like just hunched over, um, really just trying to hold himself up. So, I mean, it, it's definitely a weird video. Like the first time I saw it, I'm like, okay, like, what was this guy thinking? Like, I I, I really have no idea. The guy's not defending himself, but. You know, long story short, you know, it just kind of made me think of, you know, a lot of times when, you know, people don't recognize when other people are going through certain things. Mm. So, I mean, even though he may not have known that guy was having a seizure, and we talked about before, like maybe he thought the guy was on drugs coming in the store. You know, I don't know. But, you know, it, watching the video, it, it definitely doesn't sit right. No, no. And especially after this. Now, keep in mind, you just got finished talking about what happened in Alabama. Right. <laughs> okay. And then we go to this story. And this guy is not from this. You know, I don't yeah. think he's from this country. Definitely looks foreign. And he definitely looks foreign. And he has one of those foreign names, if you know what I'm saying. And the store, you know, there's, of course, there's been all kinds of protests. Shut the store down. And, and um, you know, the people are pretty upset about it because everybody, you know, Everybody's trying to figure out how how he's getting away with this because apparently he was not arrested, right? Um, so I believe he was arrested. So oh. right now they want the store shut down. They want the store shut down, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, they, here they they've been protesting, signing petitions. And he didn't own the store. He was he was a I worker. Guess he was a worker there. Um, but the there are different people that own the store. But it's just crazy when you guys see this video. It's just unbelievable what's going on. And um, to think that we're in this day and time, and I can see if the guy was coming at him. Yeah, provoking him. He's not provoking him or anything. The guy's yeah. doing all the swinging. You know, the guy with the cane or whatever that is that he's using in his hand, 
is is doing all he's the aggressive person okay so we have to make sure people that you know we just got finished talking about something that happened in 1963 right and we're we're in 2022 now we're in 2022 folks and and it still looks similar and this don't look any different than anything that would have happened back there in 1963 think about it okay Maybe the the maybe the weapon is in the hand of a different colored person, because but it's still the same thing, because the person receiving it is right. definitely of of one of us. Yeah. So so you, so you know, Dave, I just want to kind of bring that up just to draw. Like when, when I saw it, I was just shocked. So you know, I want to kind of express that to the people who may, may be listening as well. But you know, that, that kind of wraps up everything. Yeah. It's you know, we today. You know, we, we're, we, we're gonna wrap it up this way. We're in 2022, people. Brand new year. The last couple of years have been rough. <laughs> to say the least. Um, last year was a rough year. We started out the year, the anniversary is coming up in two days with the insurrection oh, yeah. in Washington. And we don't even want to get into that. I'm, I'm sure we're going to probably talk about that probably our next show. Just yeah, to, I'm sure it's going to be all over yeah, the news. It's going to be all over the news. And ho- I mean, hopefully we don't have people scaling the building. I mean, yeah. well, you know, actually, we I, hopefully yeah. don't have anybody scaling here. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you know, know, yeah. Actually, it was it was interesting to watch because right. it was so unbelievable. Still, one of the uh, most unbelievable things that you could ever think that would ever happen. And like I said. We're talking about 2021, and now we're in 2022. 1963, yes. 19, I mean 2021. No way we would have thought that anything like that could happen. DC had millions of people to march down to DC during the uh, march on Washington. Nothing, and people of color mostly. Right. Nothing like that happened. No. Nah. But yeah, we have one day in January last year because they didn't like the way a certain vote came out that we had people climbing walls and doing all kinds of destruction. And no, they did not look like us. We got to do better, folks. You have been listening to News and Trend with Dave and Lynn. We always appreciate you guys tuning in to us. Please continue to do so. Uh, we love getting your feedback, so make sure you put your feedback out there. We'll definitely reply back to you. Look out for a merchandise that we're going to have out soon. Yep, we want soon. you guys wearing us, you know, wearing our, our names and everything, you know, so you can um, say that you're a faithful listener. And we appreciate everyone who's who's followed us so far. Continue to do so. Yep. Make sure you follow us on all platforms. All YouTube, platforms now. We, we out Facebook, there, yo. Yeah, we no, out we, there. We out there. Don't, don't say you couldn't find us. We out there. We're on everything. All right. So, um, definitely we look forward to talking with you guys next week. Um, make sure you catch us on the roundup, the weekend roundup that you'll hear on Friday night at six o'clock. And thank you for listening again. All right. We out. Ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trend with your host, Dave and Lynn.